great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We have a lot to get to, a lot. And I, I I saw the emails from yesterday, and some of you were complaining that you didn't have enough time to make your point or, or to get on the air. So I want to open the phone lines now. We will have a continuation of what we did yesterday, today. And you can reach me at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So one, we already know fentanyl is destroying America. $5 million worth of fentanyl found right here in our backyard, found in a gas tank of a SUV in the Bronx, revealing new smuggling tactics by the cartels, cartels, that is. And the man is now um, behind bars, facing up to life in prison. Good, good, good. If he's found guilty of the felonies he's charged with, the DEA using an NYPD K-9 unit, bravo to these police dogs for what they do, found the $5 million worth of fentanyl in the gas tank. Second story we're following. We're going to get to the big one in just one second. Two fresh busloads of migrants. They have started arriving again from Texas, rolled into New York City, after being shipped in by Texas Governor Greg Greg Abbott on Wednesday, as the number of asylum seekers arriving in the Big Apple continues to surge, the first bus carrying 41 migrants, including 15 kids, arrived at Port Authority uh, bus terminal around 7 a.m. Uh, from Texas, and a second bus load of asylum seekers, which carried 27 adults and 23 children, from the same Texas town pulled in just after 1.30 p.m. The buses were sent to the Big Apple by Abbott. His office has confirmed just uh, days after Mayor Adams said the Lone Star State would be ramping up migrants arriving here to New York. Now, you already know that uh, Mayor Adams says that it is uh, shameful what Abbott is doing, that he's using children and migrants to make political points, blah, 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 blah. He outsmarted you at your own game. This comes as Governor Kathy Hochul and uh, Adams continue to insist that they are powerless to stop the flow of migrants into the city. So far, we're right under 60,000 over the last year. And keep in mind, Title 42 expires next week. So now let's get to the the big story. A storm is brewing in New York City. And every single thing I told you last night during this broadcast has turned out exactly that way to the T. At least three people were handcuffed following a demonstration inside the Broadway Lafayette station where the apparent chokehold happened and a subsequent march uh, in the local streets. Dozens of protesters and police faced off during a tense vigil turned protest on the crowded uptown platform with activists chanting justice for Jordan Neely and other slogans. So here's the bottom line. I do not want this U.S. Marine to be charged. But as I said last night, and I I know it now even more than ever, he has tremendous criminal liability. Not just him. Now that I've seen part of the video, 
there were two men standing by. One man was holding down the arms of the homeless man. Now, I want you to think about this. They didn't know that it was his last breaths. And he was waving his arms because he was literally taking his last breaths. He was trying to get free. And one man has him in a chokehold and another is holding down his arms. Now, there's a third man. And you can see the third man trying to comfort the homeless man, touching his shoulder. And he says something to the Marine, which it looks like he's saying to the Marine, like, okay, okay, okay. So the, the medical examiner has ruled the subway rider choked the homeless man to death. As I said last night in the program, the only thing that was going to save this Marine from criminal liability is if this homeless man died of something else. And no, uh, according to the medical examiner, uh, it's been ruled a homicide and, um, The medical examiner says the cause of death uh, is compression of the neck and ruling it a homicide. Now, this homeless man, Jordan Neely, has been arrested some 44 times. And witnesses say the man who died on the F train had been acting in a hostile and erratic manner, that he was yelling, that he was hungry, and ready to die before the Marine walked up behind him and put him into a chokehold. And at the time of his death, by the way, he apparently had a warrant out for his arrest from a November 2021 case where he was accused of assaulting a 67-year-old woman in the East Village. And so Mr. Neely was homeless and was screaming at passengers. And the medical examiner says, and I'm quoting uh, based on what a spokesperson says, quote, as part of our rigorous ongoing investigation, we will review the medical examiner's report, uh, assess all uh, available video and uh, photo footage, identify and interview as many witnesses as possible, and obtain additional medical records. And the DA's office went on to say, tonight, the investigation is being handled by senior experienced prosecutors, and they will provide an update when there is additional public information to share. This case is growing tremendously. As I said last night, it has the worst optics that you can imagine. So again, the only thing that changes from what I said last night is that the second man that was holding down his arms also may be looking at criminal liability. So I want you to listen. I want you to listen because this is damaging part of the tape. And so Mr. Neely is dead on the ground on the train in the train car. And the Marine is standing not far from his body. And there are other people standing around. And I don't know if this is a medic talking to, to uh, the Marine. I don't know if this is a witness talking to the Marine. I don't know if this is an NYPD officer talking to the Marine. And as I look up at the Fox News screen, it's already on Fox News National. This story is about to take off, and it's not going to be good for the city of New York. But I want you to listen carefully to this, folks, because should there be a trial, This may be a very damaging part of it for the Marine. The individual, again, you're about to hear it for yourself. I don't know if it's a medic. I don't know if it's a police officer. I don't know if it's someone that was just standing there. And they're praising the Marine for the effectiveness of the chokehold. And then you're going to hear them say, but hey, Once the person starts defecating on themselves, 
You have to let them go. Listen for yourself. And so it's hard to hear what he said, but the man says that he thinks that he'll be all right. Mr. Neely will be all right, but he's actually dead on the, on, in the, in, on the floor of the subway car. And he says to the Marine, the Marine does not respond uh, uh, verbally. He says to the Marine, once they start defecating on themselves, you have to let them out of the chokehold. And folks, just like I said last night, right? in terms of uh, what happened. And I don't want the Marine to be charged, but the criminal liability is just too much here. And anyone you put in a chokehold for longer than two and a half minutes, of course their hands are going to be flaring all around because they're fighting for their last breath. That's not fighting against a protester. That's called fighting for life. And I don't know if this man died with his eyes open, but it looked that way. 15 minutes in a chokehold is excessive, and it's a long time. There's no other way to put that. No other way. But I want to start with uh, with uh, with your telephone calls, uh, folks. And, and I, I really do want to hear you out. But let me just please say this. So if someone goes on for two, three minutes, one of you, that means the next caller or one of the callers after that, this is only an hour-long program. That means that you're going to have less time because once I start talking, the hour starts ticking down. So I want to get to every possible call that I can. Let's begin with uh, Michael, New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Yeah, I think, I'll talk very quickly, I think he should be charged, I think he should be found guilty, and I think Mayor Eric Adams should go to jail for at least 20 years for the death of this homeless guy, because he could have stopped this whole nonsense, and he didn't, so Eric Adams should be charged, should be found guilty, and should go to jail. Well, I I understand your point, but but clearly you know that the mayor here has no legal responsibility in, in terms of a court of law. For what happened to you? I mean, you do know that, Michael, right? You know, he is responsible because he allowed the homeless people to overtake the city and run it. And he's so busy putting illegals into hotels, which he's going to have to do more and more because more and more of them are coming into the city. So he's 100 percent wrong. He's 100 percent at fault. And he should go to jail for at least 15 okay. to 20 years at hard labor. Well, and they should make him wear dirty. Okay. Filthy- All right. I got it. I got it, Michael. The the mayor of New York City is not going to jail for this. I mean, let let let's let's be real. I and, and in being real, I don't want the Marine to be criminally charged. But folks, I am telling you, the criminal liability in this it looks awful. It looks really really bad. You do not keep a man in a fifteen minute long deadly chokehold alleging you're restraining him. There's a reason why across the country chokeholds are banned even for law enforcement. There is a reason for it, folks. Let's go to John on Staten Island. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic, how are you? I'm good. Please go right ahead. Uh, All right. Uh, Here's the the reality. I I didn't see the video, but I'm following what you said, 15 minutes in the chokehold. He's basically going to um, – this is John the cop from Staten Island. He's, ba- he's definitely going to get charged. Uh, as far as uh, a jury, that's going to depend on if the, co- if the cops did their job with the witnesses on the uh, train, if there's enough Agreed. of them that could, that could draw sympathy from the jury. However, if you're saying that he was in that hold, that strength hold, for 15 minutes, he's going to get the George Floyd effect here because it's unreasonable at that point. A, a, a chokehold with it, which that man was most likely trained in, could you know take one two minutes of that. If you're holding him down at 15 minutes, he's going to get the Floyd effect, meaning that no matter how much drugs or anything else that George Floyd had in his system, no matter that the cop was trained to put his knee in that position, it doesn't matter. It looks egregious. The television eats it up, like you said yesterday. 
and he's going to get convicted by the mob as opposed to a jury. You know what, John? You're probably correct. And see, there's a part of me that feels for the Marine that I I want to hope, I really want to hope, because remember, we're going to find out his past as well. And God forbid for that Marine, if there's something violent in his past or racial, forget it. You're correct. As far as that, as far as that person's concerned, deceased, he's not. He wasn't arrested 44 times. He was arrested 66 times, at 30 years old. One one charge for kidnapping, multiple assault charges, multiple transit charges. Yeah, not a good person. Uh, will that matter? No, because you're not allowed to bring up the past of a of a, uh, a suspect in a trial. Well, thank, you only John, do thank that you. Law enforcement. Thank you. So, so, uh, so some of you have said, "Well, Dominic, how come you haven't focused as much on on the arrest?" Yes. Those arrests exist. But thank you, John. And a court of law, that's not going to matter. If the Marine is unfortunately charged, the only character that defense attorneys will try to bring up Mr. Neely's character, but a judge is not going to permit it. The only character that's going to matter is the Marines. And I'm not saying it's right, John, but that's the court of law that we have. Thank you. Thank you so much, John, for setting the record straight because – People, not not all, uh, uh, thank you, John. Some people are, are very sympathetic to what I'm saying. Some, some are not. Some are blaming the messenger, me. Don't blame the messenger. I'm only telling you the legal culpability. As I told you last night how this case was going to go, and it has gone exactly that way. And it's about a one now. It's about to go up to a ten. It's the, because it's Bernie gets to... Uh, it, it's George Floyd, and you got a Marine. It's racial, it's mental illness, it's the homeless, and you've got a man with 44 arrests or a number of arrests, and we have at least a three-and-a-half-minute video, at least three-and-a-half minutes, that shows this man in a chokehold and... You know, this makes a strong case for why people should not get involved. Because the second man, he may face criminal liability. This man was fighting for every ounce of his life. And the second man was trying to help the Marine, trying to help the situation. And he was holding down his arms. And that was that man's last breaths that he would take in life. The third man that's there will not face any criminal uh, culpability because you see him, he's trying to trying to rub the homeless man's shoulder to tell him it's going to be okay. And he says something to the Marine, like it, it appears that he's saying, hey, okay, enough, enough. That's the way it looks. That's the way that it, that it, uh, that it looks. Let's continue with your uh, telephone calls. Let's go to... Eddie in Babylon. Good morning, Eddie. What's on your mind? You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, Dominic. We don't know the personality profile of the Marine, when he got out, how programmed he's still in. Um, My father taught me headlocks. Uh, And I had to get a neighbor in a headlock once that was drunk and swinging something at me. And I got him down on the ground and I talked to him. And, you know, we uh, gradually uh, kind of decommissioned him. But he never taught me a death lock like that. Right, right, we, we, Eddie. We, we're not we're not talking about a headlock. The, those reports no, no, were those no. reports were erroneous. We're right, talking right. about a deadly chokehold. And and and, and, he, and when and again when I was a kid, we used to do the same exact hold, and we would call putting someone else to sleep, a friend to sleep, and you'd put a friend to so sleep. Right, knocking him out. All you have to do is put but him in the hole for 30 seconds. Yeah, you better let go because if you don't, you're going to have a serious problem. Okay, and, the and, point I want to give you is that your trachea, like a uh, vacuum cleaner hose or a pool hose, is lined cartilage, cartilage rings. You can feel your neck. You run your finger up and down. You can actually feel them. And if you break them, you're in serious problems. You're in serious troubles. You know, in the military, if you punch someone in the neck and break that, you have them. They're gone. So did he hold on and choke him, or did he let up a little bit and the man still couldn't breathe? He could have been held down after he was subdued. He didn't have to be choked. Well, I, you know, I, I don't want to second-guess the, the Marine. I, I don't want to second-guess no, anyone. we don't know. No, uh, don't you know, know. Eddie, and you're, and you're right, we don't know. We, we don't know, no. but I am telling you, folks, that the optics of this is absolutely horrible. 
You cannot say in a court of law, well, he had 44 arrests, and we didn't know what his next move was going to be, so we snuck up. But Now, he was belligerent. He was throwing his coat on the floor. He was threatening people. He apparently was throwing garbage at people. But if you're the district attorney, and the way the district attorney is going to, Mr. Bragg, the way he's going to handle this easily is he's going to outright make an arrest or he's going to take the political way and present it to a grand jury, which basically he controls and put it in the hands of the grand jury, and then the grand jury returns an indictment. But no matter how you slice this, unfortunately, this Marine's life will never be the same again. And for what? If the politicians, if if the politicians had done their job, Mayor Adams, Governor Hochul, in terms of stopping the, the, the lip service on cleaning up the subways, this situation would not have happened. This homeless man would would either be institutionalized or perhaps in a better shape doing his Michael Jackson impersonations, and this Marine and him probably would have never encountered each other. Now we have a dead man and another man, a United States Marine, whose life is going to be, he's going to be crucified. There is no other way to put this. Let's go to Andrew in Connecticut. Good morning, Andrew. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, just like in the George Floyd case, how how does the Marine or the cop not know to get off? Once the, the victim stops fighting... How did they not know to just get off? I don't understand. Okay, but, but okay, Andrew, that's an excellent question. So, see, and, and this is what's open to so much interpretation. So when you say fighting, there's a definition of fighting. Are you fighting to get the guy off of you because you're resisting? Or are you fighting because you feel you're taking your last breaths and you're being choked to death? Right. There's a big difference and that's in why, both cases, you have an experienced policeman, and I'm sure the Marine had experience. It wasn't just some schmuck who came up to do this. How could they not know but, the threat but, is gone? But, but here's the problem, Andrew. If you're the United States Marine, he has to know. If you put somebody in a chokehold for longer than three minutes, you're looking at brain damage, if not death. He has so to know that. So why did he continue? I can't answer that. I, I can't answer that. I, I wish that I could. I, I really do wish that I could. Andrew, I, I thank you for your call. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are taking your telephone calls. Let's go to Chris and the Catskills. Good morning, Chris. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning, Dominic. I think a couple ways to look at this situation, if a law enforcement officer had done the same thing, same time frame of having the sleeper chokehold, they would definitely be getting charged, especially in the well, state of New York. Especially well, they, 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 they would. But remember, again, Chris, police officers are not allowed to use chokeholds. And it's for this reason. Because, one, who determines how long is long enough? Who determines at what second does, does death uh, uh, take over? You know, that, that's why they're banned. They're not allowed to use them, law enforcement officers. And, and you know, I, I get criticized all the time, well, sometimes, Chris, by people to say, why you support law enforcement so much? Because they have an impossible job. But one of their things, and I'm going to let you have your say, Chris, is that, that this is one of the reasons why they are not, law enforcement is not, a, because we've seen this throughout history. This has just not happened the first time, folks. There's a long history, a long history of chokehold deaths. So now it gets to the Eric Garner situation, which was a travesty. And, you know, to get, I'll get back to this in a second. But, you know, with the Eric Garner situation, you know, selling loose cigarettes, the tax money that's being lost, it's ridiculous that you had resources of four or five police officers chasing down you know, a man of color selling loose cigarettes. Right, right. But Chris, but wait, 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 but Chris, Chris. And, and, and that's another case that I received awards for, my interview of uh, Eric Garner's mother. But the flip side of that is that it, it wasn't all of those officers initially 
once there was the resistance uh, by Mr. Garner, and that's open to interpretation, that's when you had scores and scores of officers on location. So the point I would make about that, though, is that instead of having those officers uh, enforcing a crime like that, which is victimless, uh, they should be out on the subways preventing stuff like well, that. I, I hear you, Chris, but it's not it's not victimless. It's not. But, but Se- it's- selling, selling, I got to move on, Chris. Thank you. Selling loose cigarettes is not victimless. We want to believe that it is, but it's not. Pat in Brooklyn, before I take a break, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, I just called to, um, I want to praise you that it's your talk show that, is bringing this story up. I listen all day, and I don't. I didn't hear anybody even bring this case up. I think this is an important case. I actually saw this on my phone. The whole, the whole, the whole thing. The guy seemed to be like a skinny, you know, the typical, you know, uh, zombie-like person that you see. I didn't see how much. I guess when he was throwing things, people felt that that was a threat. But I, I don't understand how that chokehold. Didn't he realize that this wasn't really a heavy-duty guy? He was just uh, uh, probably hungry or whatever. But I'm not sticking up for him. But the death just seemed useless and un- unwarranted, and uh, that's all I called for. Thank well, you, Dominic. Thank you. Thank you, Pat, for the, call, for the call. Before I break, let's go to Pat. Uh, P- excuse me, Pete in New Hampshire. Good morning, Pete. What's on your mind? Yeah, hi, Dom. You know what? So what did the Marine need, Dom? A, a stopwatch? And be a former background as a pathologist to no window release. But Pete, but Pete, this is why chokeholds are illegal. I got that, Dom. Okay, so then, but then if you got that, then you understand that the point about a stopwatch really doesn't apply. Because it, well, there's a reason why they're not legal, and it's exactly for what happened here, Pete. I understand that. But well, like I told your former host, Rita Cosby, Dom, is Kathy Hochul, if she wasn't such a moron and a boob, what she would do is take the people out of New York City, all the nutbags, and put them out, open up the old hospital in Utica, New York, and bring these people and get them thawed out and get them right. Well, I, I, I hear you. I hear you, Pete. But uh, unfortunately, that's not. Thank you for the call. That's not the reality of what we are looking at. And, and, and that is a big, big part of the problem. Because now, now you're going to see change. I, I, I don't want to say that New York has its own George Floyd now, but that's where this is going. And now you're going to see monumental change after the fact. Who's going to give this Marine back his life? Who's going to bring Mr. Neely for all of his problems and his belligerent behavior and the 44 arrests and things were not going well in his life? Who's going to give him back his life? To be in a chokehold like that, and again, folks, we used to do it as kids. And so it's been done to me. I've done it to others. As kids, it's not a fun feeling. You After 30 seconds, you can't catch your breath. It's literally cut off for you, for, uh, from you. And if this indeed happened for 15 minutes, wow. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Again, I don't want to see this Marine charged, but I think Bernie Getz couldn't confirm this uh, to you, what I'm about to say. Once the train leaves the station on something like this, it's gone. The politicians do their role. The media does their role. That you're seeing the protests that are starting already. And it, we're about to go from, from bad to worse with this situation, folks. I'm going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have your telephone calls. 45 minutes past the hour, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, 1 a.m., Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. When we come back, we're going to New Jersey, Manhattan, White Plains, Flushing, Brooklyn, and also, again, Manhattan. Talk Radio 
Here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. The medical examiner has ruled the subway rider, the Marine, choked the homeless man to death. The homeless man, Jordan Neely, had been arrested some 44 times. Witnesses uh, who watched him die on that F train say that he had been acting in a hostile and erratic manner, was yelling that he was hungry and ready to die, and that he was ready to go to Rikers uh, to, to the tunes of comments like that. And at the time of his death, he also had a warrant out for his arrest in a November 2021 case where he's accused of assaulting a 67-year-old uh, woman. So he was uh, screaming at passengers, but the medical examiner ruled that he died from compression to his neck as a result of the chokehold. Let's go to Vinny in New Jersey. Good morning, Vinny. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. How you doing, Dominic? Good evening. Good evening. Uh, control exerted by discriminative stimulus traditionally is dealt with under the heading of attention, and if needed, the concept reverses that, that direction. Okay, wait, 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 Vinny. you got to talk English. I'm not following anything of what you're saying. I'm going to tell you the mind of a soldier, because I was a special Okay, force. you didn't say that. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So the exerted stimulus is controlled at that point. So the so-called Marine hero did not confront the man directly. He grabbed him in a ranger's chokehold from the rear. If he was a hero, he would have confronted the man so attention was just directed on himself. As as a well-trained Marine, he still would have been able to de-escalate the problem efficiently if the man decided to get physically aggressive. Hmm. Okay. Well, Vinny, I, I hear you, uh, and I thank you uh, for the call. Let's go to uh, Mike in Brooklyn. Good morning, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. I think the Marines should get a, a Medal of Honor. And and for his defense, they should open up a GoFundMe thing. The reason why I say that is, how do you, uh, uh, I'll put it this way, two, two scenarios. Our train in Brooklyn and the World Trade Center. You don't know if that guy has a gun. He's going to pull, start pulling out, shoot people. The man did the right thing. He took okay, so wait, 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 Mike. So, so now we're going to start going on assumptions of what some. So someone could blow my brains out because they they had the assumption that I the the, the the criminal court system doesn't work like that, Mike. Dominic, he was already throwing stuff and and, and, and uh, agitating and, 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 everybody and Mike, else, right? Mike, Mike, and that gives someone who's not a law enforcement officer the right to put him into a chokehold for 15 minutes? Dominic, the door's closed. You're trapped inside that train. You okay. take the man down. Okay, but why the Marine? Why, why did the Marine act initially alone and none of the other passengers did, Mike? Your opinion? Because, because a lot of people are afraid to get involved at all. Okay, Good, well. Bad or indifferent. Well, you know, I, I feel bad for the Marine. I, I really do. But, but this this was a huge mistake. And um, his life is now going to change forever. But so Mike thinks that he should uh, be awarded a medal. Let's go to Miguel in Flushing. Good morning, Miguel. Your thoughts on this? Good morning, Dominic, and I want to send well wishes to Stan. I know I never, we never agreed with each other, but I hope that he's going to be okay. Um, and we, we all hope that Stan this, is going to be okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Also on this, I, I can't believe that there are people calling here defending this Marine. Now, I understand he's a Marine and he um, defended this country and all that, but this is murder on the subway. You cannot make – I see these people all the time, these homeless. The one to blame for this is Bill de Blasio. He's the one that started this problem, and it has gone completely through the roof. But this is murder. You have to call it the way it is. Fifteen minutes to put someone in a chokehold is ridiculous. He will be charged, and he's going to jail. I mean, this is just facts. You can't kill someone because he's screaming or jumping or he has a record – this was a murder on a subway, and anyone defending this Marine, I, I hate to say it because I know, again, he defended this country, he was in the military, but he's wrong. He's not the police. 
he does not have the right to kill someone just because they're, they're hungry or they're in, the, they're in the street. This is a big problem that's happening. You could blame the progressives. And, 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 I, do. and I do. Yep. Until we get rid of these politicians, this is going to continue to happen. But he's going to jail. There's no question about it. It's not a race thing, whether they're black, blue, whatever. This is a murder, plain and simple. Hmm. I was disgusted to watch this video. This is horrible. And the other man that was with him is probably going to be, like you said, it's going to be charged too because they could have stopped the situation. They could have tried to talk him out to take him out of right. the cold. And, and, and I, I, feel, I, I feel bad, Miguel. I, I honestly feel bad for the Marine, and I certainly feel bad for the man that was trying to hold the homeless man's ha- hands down because he was trying to make sure that the homeless man didn't injure anyone or 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 injure the Marine. But it, it, it's clear after we see the tape that the the homeless man was fighting for his last breaths of air the of life. Is, uh, we see we see these. I see these people all the time on the train, and he didn't have a gun that that we know of. Um, this happens all the time. I think the Marine panicked. Sometimes you're on the train, you may be in a bad mood, and when these people come, you get overly upset. But he had no right. Plus, he got him from the back. You didn't confront him. He got him from the back, threw him on the ground. It's just not not. It's murder. Mm. To hold someone for 15 minutes, there's no way he's going to get away with this. And he shouldn't. He has to go to prison. I hate to say it, but he will be in jail. Miguel, we thank you for the call from Flushing. Let's go from Flushing to Manhattan. Let's say good morning to Joe. Good morning, Joe. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning, Dominic. Um, no one's really brought this up, but what if that Marine is suffering from PTSD? Why, maybe, they just get, maybe he just recently got discharged. Maybe he saw a lot of combat. Uh, most Marines are trained in that anyway. And the whole thing is because of his MOS, you know, being the way they did in the, in the Marine Corps. But the whole thing is that he probably saw what was going on. And he probably had flashbacks or whatever the case may be. And, and, and of course, you know, I had something similar to happen to me like that last summer, last August on the A train. And the whole thing is that someone's yelling, they single you out, and that's it. And no one's they're looking at their phones and not doing anything. So you got things going through your mind. And this maybe this Marine started, he didn't think about how to approach the guy, but then he possibly well, maybe was standing against the doors and the guy was going around the car and yelling at people. And he had the edges. That's why maybe he approached from behind because maybe he was standing right in front of him, right behind him. And, but the whole thing is that. This guy could have medical issues, the Marine, and I think as far as picking him to prison, no. I don't think it's that. Listen, a lot of times I see this crap all the time on a train as well, like the other callers have said. But, you know, you need people. You should have a good Samaritan war out there. A lot of people should just get off their butt and maybe help out once in a while. Women's getting beaten up or whatever or, or getting attacked. People just got their phones out there and videotaping it. I think it's time that people, you know, the police are out there and everything else like that. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to basically, you know, you can't rely on them all the time to be there because it happens. And, on those, on those subway trains, the doors locked. From you know, you can't go from car to car. And all thing is, once you're stuck there, you're stuck there to the next stop. And what's going to happen if this guy really is crazy, pulls out a knife? But then all thing is, you know, said maybe excessive force used on, on that poor black guy. But all thing is that you know, having a, a rack sheet like that and everything else, and people not knowing who he is and knowing how crazy these people get to the certain point that they would maybe act out to do something. It could be a crowded subway car. People not even going to get involved in which, you know, I mean, it's, it's a case. Well, yeah, well, the whole thing is that what are you going to do? But if you got a crowded subway train, you know, you could pull the guy down and do whatever and then call the police. Not let some guy just take it upon himself and, 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 and thinks he's doing the right thing. But then again, that's how he's trained. And as I said, if he had any kind of, you know, combat experience, he may be suffering from PTSD. And that's something that they're going to have to look at. If this goes any further. Well, we, we're going to see what happens. But, uh, but Joe, I can tell you this much, and thank you for the call. One of the reasons why I feel very bad for this Marine is that he's going to be made, he's going to be the face of race now. He's going to be the face of whether whether justified or not of of Kenneth, of of killing a uh, allegedly killing a um, a homeless man and i feel bad for him also because believe me folks reporters just like me while we're speaking they're getting sourced information about his career in the marines and god help this soldier 
if if he's been reprimanded for using a chokehold before in the United States Marines. God help this soldier if there's anything that can be perceived as bad in in his uh, in his background. The fact of the matter is that this is a really really bad situation, and it, it's a perfect illustration of. I just wish that that Marine had been in a different car and folks, you have no idea what's about to happen. I do because I've been down this road before and the protests and I've been down this road, Bernie gets. And, and I'll never forget. I've said this on the air before the first time I went into Bernie gets apartment, I was afraid to go in and I walked in the apartment And I said, Bernie, man to man, between me and you, did you shoot those kids because they were black? He said, look me right in my eye with his soft voice. He said, no, Dominic, I shot them because they were trying to rob me. And what a lot of people don't realize about these types of personalities, right? So Bernie Getz was called racist and on and on and on in the face of race. Bernie Getz would talk to my mother-in-law, an African-American woman, at least twice a week, and he he would call asking to talk for me. At the time, I lived with my mother-in-law. But when I wasn't there, he would talk to my mother-in-law, Ruby Stevens, and have a conversation with him. What with her? While at the same time, the newspapers were calling him a racist and everything but a child of God. To show you how this stuff works. I've got to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue with your telephone calls. From the Bronx to New Jersey, Suffolk. White Plains, Manhattan, and Brooklyn. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And so that we can have more time with you, our listeners, we're going to continue with your telephone calls, and we'll have the Chronicles of Dominic Carter uh, tomorrow. Let's go to uh, Tommy in the Bronx. Good morning, Tommy. What's on your mind? Well, I support the Marine because, you know, just like they're looking in his background to see if he has a propensity towards doing these things, this individual, Neely, arrested several times. My heart goes out to anyone with mental problems, but not as much as it goes out to the individuals who a guy like that would push off a platform, of a train platform, into an oncoming train. So... You know, you you can't take chances anymore. Well, I have to wait until I get struck in the face first before I I revenge or do – I mean, this is it. They're they're running the subways. I'm a 200-pound male, and I'm in good physical shape. I'm 70, but still good, and I don't go on trains because if I go on a train and somebody comes off on me and starts doing that, I'll kill them. I don't care carried by six or judged by 12, and you would do the same thing. If you get that level of fear so high that you hit that that adrenaline, that fight-or-flight situation, you're going to want to bash the guy in the head. I don't care anymore. I'm not going to be scared. What do you think? How many billions of dollars in tax revenue are being lost because people that can afford to leave are leaving? What's going to happen? So uh, you, you and me once had a conversation regarding those uh, the incident where there was a shooter in school and they waited 45 minutes before going in. Remember that? Yes, that I remember. Okay. And I said, they don't want to go in. So how about their failure to act? It's no different than a fireman standing outside not wanting to go into a burning house when he should. But yet their pensions are protected. And I made the comment you may or may not remember. I said, well, you know, if they're worried about coming home to their family, they never should have taken the job. I wouldn't be a cop. It's too dangerous. So you want to take that job and you want that pension. But when you stand outside for 45 minutes, where's where's the penalty? And then they found out later on that the things that were going on were absolutely absurd. I got you, Tommy. I just don't want to revisit that right now because there are too many calls that thank you for the call that want to deal uh, with this situation. Let's go to Robert in Suffolk County. Good morning, Robert. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, good morning, Dominic. I felt the Marine went too far considering his training. And 
And maybe I think that uh, it's probably more like manslaughter. He did not intend to kill him, but that was the result. Right. I put but, somebody in the chokehold. You, you know what, Robert? I well, well, wait a minute. You said you put someone in the chokehold once? Yes, years ago. I was 16 years old, and seven of the uh, neighborhood kids were picking on me and trying to beat the crap out of me. So I got the toughest one. I re- managed to wrestle him, and I got him on the ground in the chokehold. And just enough that I'm not going to seriously hurt him. And that was for like five to seven minutes tops. And after that, I let him go. And those kids never bothered me again. Well, I'm glad to hear that they uh, didn't bother you anymore, Robert. Thank you for the call. See, the, the issue, I, 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 I really feel for the Marine. I don't want him to be charged, but... And in, in this political climate, and when you see the video, the video is awful. And, you know, it, it, possibly manslaughter, but the problem, and we don't know for sure he's going to be criminally charged, number one. Number two, the problem with manslaughter is a first-year prosecutor is going to stand up in court before a jury and say this man was choked out for 15 minutes. That's intentional. That's what a prosecutor is going to say. And so if he's charged, the Marines lawyer is going to have to find a way around that argument because that's all that a defense, uh, a prosecutor has to say. That it was intentional, that no one choked someone out for, for 15 minutes. Andrew in New Jersey, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, I agree with you. I think it's manslaughter and uh, Miguel, I guess. He was wrong when he was saying murder, but he just might not know the legal, you know, the semantics or the levels. It's definitely not a first-degree murder or even second, but he's negligible because of the time period. And I do feel bad for the Marine, but I do think he's still responsible for what he did, so he should be charged. And just quick, people are saying, oh, he came from him behind. <laughs> well. I don't think that's a bad move at all. That's no, 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 move. no, no. It's not a smart move. Yeah. In a court of law, that's going to be very damning. I mean, in a, in a court in of law. Streets, no, right, no, no. Right. But Andrew, the only thing that counts right now is a court of law if he's charged, right? And if and he's, and if he's charged, say. to come up on a homeless man from behind him and throw him into a chokehold for 15 minutes is going to look awful. You're right. And lastly, I just want to say that I blame the liberals. The irony, the protesters don't realize that the soft on crime, the DAs and the liberal policies. You're correct. They they the commission, you know, they weaken the police. Yes. The police are afraid yes. of the Ferguson effect and the homeless people that have mental issues. Some are insane, like they should be an institutionalized and they're not institutionalized because of liberal policies. So the irony is the liberals caused the problem with their policies. Then you have this tragedy, and then they're out there protesting when it's their policies that have the guy on the street that shouldn't be on the street that have not the police, you know, fully doing their job because they're afraid to get called racist and charged with crime. So it's their policies. I feel bad for the Marine, but he still should be accountable. Well, thank you for the Thank you for the call, Andrew. And um, Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Ilona in Westchester, good morning. What's on your mind? So, Dominic, of course, I adore you. And I'd love you to have another hour. So, I just want to ask you a question. I want you in that subway with your family, and this Marine is protecting your family. What would you tell them? Like, how do you know the guy see, hasn't got a knife? I, I, I hate, I, I really hate to Monday morning quarterback a situation right. because I wasn't there. But, uh, but honestly, knowing, knowing how I am, the moment uh-huh. I saw the chokehold, I would have instructed the Marine to stop after 15 seconds. I would have said, we can hold them down. All of us can hold them down. But the chokehold is a no-no. So the Marine I and I, would have, we would have had a problem because I would not have stood there and let him put that man into a chokehold. But at the same, I get you there. But at the same time, I'm sure this Marine has seen so much crap 
so many dangerous people out there hurting people that he just did what came naturally is to stop them, you know? And again, you weren't there. Right. But that's not, but that's not, but but that, but that's the problem, Ilona. It's not supposed to come natural. And it's certainly not supposed to be natural to put someone in a deadly chokehold for 15 minutes. That's, that's inhumane. It's inhumane. But let me tell you, what people are doing to other people is inhumane. People are dying. You know what? The Democrats are not doing anything good for this country. Okay, okay, so wait, let me me ask you a question. So did the the homeless man pull out a gun? No, but he could have Okay, wait, 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 wait. Did the homeless man pull out a knife? Not at that moment, but it could happen. In a court of law, that's the end of the story. In a court of law. I'm telling you, I like the guy that said what he would have done to this guy. Because it's the liberals that are letting this crap happen. And this guy said, you know, probably I'm not going to let it happen. Maybe he went too far. But you know what? He did protect all the people on the train because we don't know how far. What if this guy had a glass in his pocket? Okay, okay. And, and, And you're right. But the situation didn't play out like that. And now this Marine's life will never be the same again, ever, ever. Maybe but I, Trump, Trump, Trump will pardon him if he's a president. Well, I, 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 I don't even know if President Trump would pardon him, but I do have to step in. I'm going to try to get some to some more calls. But first, I'm joined by Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Good sir. Good morning, Dominic. And just so folks know, presidents don't get to pardon people for oh, that's state right, crimes. For state crimes. So that's right. That's if this right. fella commits uh, a federal crime, maybe he'll get pardoned, but right. I don't see it. That's right. Uh, our action-packed show today, Brian Kilmeade is going to join me uh, in the 4 o'clock hour. Last week, he was very candid in terms of sharing his thoughts on the whole Tucker Carlson situation, and we actually broke records in terms of the podcast numbers. So I'm going to see what inside baseball I can get him to share with our audience today so we can break last week's record. We got the AC report, and apparently young people are no longer having sex. We're going to explore why and see if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Frank Morano. Coming up, uh, coming up very soon. You select the next call. All right. How about uh, how about Jim in Manhattan? Jim, go right ahead, please. We're short on time. Good morning. You know, the city council has proposed a bill to erase the NYPD's gang files. This will help street gang members not get arrested. I think the politicians who run this city and state are accomplices to crime, especially the state legislature and the city council. And the only question to me is whether they're being bought off by street gangs the way Al Capone bought Chicago and Illinois in the roaring 20s and 30s. Thank you for the call, Jim. I don't think they're being bought off. I just think that their politics are crazy. They're far-left loonies, and it's that simple. What do you think, Frank? I, I largely agree with you. I also think it underscores, and I know it's so tempting to make this a left-wing or a conservative uh, argument, it underscores the prevalence of mentally ill people that are out there on the streets of New York not getting treatment. And uh, until we do something about that, we're going to keep seeing incidents like this. Unfortunately, folks, you want to keep it right there. Frank Morano and the other side of midnight is coming up. I'll be back again tomorrow. But first, we have news headlines with Alex Barnard.